even the former leader of your United States of America, James Earl Carter Jr., thought he saw a UFO once. But it's been proven he only saw the planet Venus. I'm a Republican. Venus was at its peak brilliance last night. You probably thought you saw something up in the sky other than Venus. But I assure you, it was Venus. I know. What I saw. sci-fi and horror television podcast. Tonight, joining me in the Davenport is Chris. Hello! Drew. Hello. Allison. Hello. And I am Andy. <laughs> I don't regularly do the intro, but it's my turn, so Very welcome well to the Davenport. Tonight we are handling uh, a kind of an interesting topic. The, we, we deviated a little thematically from uh, our usual, you know, pick a, pick a show and watch a couple episodes. Uh, tonight we watched Alien Autopsy, which was a it was a Fox News special from 1995. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, it was, yeah. I like an investigative was. report, yeah. Well, no. I, I would, well, <laughs> calling it an investigative is end a report. Well, I, you did say Fox News and investigative, <laughs> so maybe that qualifies. Yes, but this was pre-post-9-11 Fox News. Yeah, that's true. They hadn't fully exposed. Pre-9-11 Fox News is what I meant to their say. their wackadiness. Yeah. Um, the FBI. Yeah, originally... <laughs> <laughs> it originally aired on August 28th, 1995, and then it re-aired that same year, but I did not write down the second air date, because I don't know. Yeah, they aired it a couple of times, and each time they re-aired it, it got higher and higher mm-hmm. ratings. People were people were, people were, were taken by it. They said There's it was... a lot of water cooler talk on this movie. Yeah. This show. Yeah, and they say it was the most discussed uh, special since the uh, the Kennedy assassination. Really? Which is really sad. Yeah, yeah. I read that. Well, that's according <laughs> to Wikipedia. That is though. according to Wikipedia. Yeah. So, um, yeah, just before we get into it, so the theme for the episode is probing aliens. <laughs> um, the probing aliens Yeah, episode. and what I, the, this is an idea I had where I thought it would be fun to revisit the weirdness that was the 1995 Alien Autopsy video, which was a short film, but they had a whole wraparound documentary segment, which was this t- television special we watched that Andy's discussing. Yeah. And then pair that- it with um, an episode of The X-Files that came out that same year that does a parody and makes fun of the alien autopsy video and how it's presented on Fox. And they actually, they reference the alien autopsy video later in a different episode as well, but it's a more serious uh, conspiracy, uh, it's like overarching story arc for the X-Files. Because if anybody out there has watched the X-Files, and let's hope that you have if you're going to listen hope. to this episode, um, they had the Monster of the Week episodes, and then they had the Conspiracy Theory continuing story, and they had an episode of each that make fun of this for the third season, which was a season that ran in 1995. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
um, just going forward, this is a spoilers show. Yes. All yes. of this is uh, retro television. <laughs> so, if you, if, so if you haven't seen it yet, <laughs> um, that's your fault. <laughs> and also, if you still want to believe, oh. maybe you should stop listening because we might just spoil a few things about this alien uh, autopsy. I if, think, okay, <laughs> I'm just going to say real quick that... The Haunted Davenport is not in any way trying to say, you know, one way or another, there's no extraterrestrials or there oh, no, are or anything well, like that. This video is definitely BS. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And and so, you know, we definitely have an opinion about it. Speaking. But, you know, I think that's the general... The truth may be out there, but it is not from 1995. No! So. Yeah. Factor fiction. Fiction-esque. Factor fiction-esque, or question mark. This is a great, this comes from a great period, though, of just really sensationalist TV. Because you've got, this is where you've got uh, Tanya Hardy and Nancy Kerrigan. Then, oh, yeah. you know, several months later, we had the OJ trial. And so we had this constant, oh, yeah. you know, uh, just a barrage of media hype. And so it makes perfect sense then, like, Fox kind of just doing trashy stuff. Would pick yeah. up something like this and say, hey, we can really promote this and get a lot of ratings for it. Unfortunately, it's also around the time they started realizing, wait, we can get people that aren't being paid as actors mm -hmm. and film them. Yes. And then exploit the fact that they just want to be on TV. Yeah, yes. yeah. And sell their likeness for millions. <laughs> totally. And then yes, reality they... television took over the world. Yes. And the, the, only, the only name attached to this, incidentally, is Jonathan Frakes. Who you will mm -hmm. know as Commander Riker from Star Trek The Next Generation. It's a nice little segue from our, our last show. It is kind of a perfect follow-up episode. If you're, if, you, if you're craving more Jonathan Frakes after <laughs> Space Madness. He no longer has the Space Madness. He doesn't. Now he's just got Earth Madness. But he is still, like, shattering it up. It's yeah. really oh, good. Very much so. Um, yeah, so the one thing that, that popped into my head even before we watched this, when we were preparing for the episode, is there's all was also a Fox series from, I believe, 97 to, I don't know, 2000, 2001? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know the exact dates, but for a few years there was a show called Beyond Belief Fact yeah. or Fiction, which was also, for part of the series, hosted by Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes, Frakes, and because yeah. it was a Fox series, and this was a Fox special titled alien autopsy factor fact fiction i feel like some executives looked at this and they saw the ratings that this mm -hmm. got um mm -hmm. i don't have the numbers in front of me but the wikipedia article that we were reading earlier has the like the nielsen share or yeah, the share yeah. of basically how many homes they expected yeah. watched this the first and the second time that it aired on fox and it did really well it was very very successful people were talking about it everywhere and um and so I think they thought, oh, well, this is a popular thing. We should do a series. And the series, we watched a little bit of it. It's actually mm. all currently streaming on Amazon Prime right now. Mm. Um, it is Cheeseball City. Is, so. it, is it all paranormal or is it kind of... No. It's a little all over, but it's like they present multiple stories mm -hmm. and it's like under the guise of one of these is true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the yeah. other ones we made up. Uh, yeah, Which yeah. one is fact or fiction? And like they string it along 
Like, and you just got to keep watching because you're like, all right, come on. Which one's real? Mm. There's no way that one's real. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> it's like they borrowed some of the reenactors from Unsolved Mysteries mm. and oh. in these scenes. And it's no, it, the funny thing is I totally remember watching this at a couple of friends' houses. I've, I've <laughs> seen a lot of Beyond Belief factor things. It sounds very familiar. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I, I would have been right around the right age to be really into something like that. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. kind of fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Well, this is ridiculous sort of way. (laughs) This particular special, I thought was it was funny how much it was ripping off things from the X Files, like some some of the music in the background, the musical score for this. when they would have interviews, it was very much ripping off Mark Snow. Totally, that they ripped off the X Files. The guys from the X Files saw this and were like, "Okay, these we gotta." We you gotta do to these. these. We gotta do these guys one over after they did one over on us. Yeah, and they just totally made fun of the show on their show. It was like an East Coast West Coast it was rivalry. A, it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful. <laughs> thing. Yeah. X Files was also on Fox, right? Yeah. Oh my. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of both both the X Files and the Simpsons liked to take pot shots at Fox from time to time. Yeah, it was fun. That's right. Yeah. Um. So. You were saying that the only person of note in this was Jonathan Frakes, but they also, you have uh, Stan Winston. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I mean to say he's the only, like, actor oh, okay. person. Sure. He's, yeah, he's not he's, the only famous person. There's some, the... Some the, of the talking heads yes, of people you yeah. would recognize. Does anybody want to... Oh, well, so I remember uh, there's a certain point they talked to uh, a, a coroner. Mm. Right in the corner, he's looking at the video and he's saying, yeah. "Oh, you can see this here, and this looks pretty accurate here." And I guess that guy, his name was Doctor Cyril. Because I thought his name was Zero for some strange reason. Uh, Cyril Wecht. Uh, he was a celebrity death expert or something. Oh so they would, oh. and I guess they still, to this day, like when Michael Jackson died, they pull him in. They say, "Well, what do you think happened?" Well, uh, well I. <laughs> I'm a celebrity death expert, so this is all celebrity stuff. Imagine that's just <laughs> Your title is celebrity <laughs> death, death, death expert. But I guess he in the mid 2000s. That'd make a really, really good premise for a show. It would. It really would. Like a, yeah. like a CSI of yeah. you know, really celebrities. Oh yeah. Can you make up fake celebrities? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you could totally riff on real celebrities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it would be a, it'd be a great satire of like the press and, yeah, and yeah. media culture. Oh, man. This might be. This might be too raw. I don't know. Should call yeah. Netflix. Or, or yeah, we'll call. How many shows <laughs> are we gonna come up with while doing this <laughs> yeah. show? Right? Yeah. Oh no, that's that's part of you know. I, as someone who listens to a lot of podcasts, as, and as a new podcast right now, coming up with new shows. That's a thing yeah. you do. Yeah. Or movies. Ele- elevator Const- pitch. The podcast. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You're you're constantly coming up with but things. Getting back to that guy, I guess. Uh, two thousand five, two thousand six. Uh, the feds kind of went after him because he was politically active as well. Hmm. Um, and he was had consultancy uh, things. They kind of went after him because of personal use of a fax machine or something. It worked. It was this big what? witch hunt after this guy because he, he worked in some capacity as a consultant for different companies but mm-hmm. he would use was the fax machine oh. I, I don't know no collusion. but it, it, no turned, collusion. it turned was, into this big what thing what was his political affiliation well, he was a he was apparently a democrat so then in the bush years they were sort of like 
let's go after this guy because yeah. he's he's a vocal like anti uh-huh. and people listen to him because he's because a he's celebrity. Because he has yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, how so many influence is he they, gonna have? So they tried to like nail a whole bunch of charges uh, on him and I think they tried to claim, like, oh, that he was wasting taxpayers' money. Wait, we watched this, like, an hour ago. How far down the rabbit hole did you go? I was trying to to figure out, like, you know, they started naming, this guy's an expert, this Mm -hmm. guy's an expert. And I wanted to know... Make sure they're all really experts. Yeah, if they were just fake guys. But, um, yeah, that guy had... Oh, real quick, just in case you're brand new to our show... We gather together at one location and watch what we're going to cover right before we cover it. So, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah, a little, a little fresh in our minds. Yeah. Now, I actually did want to talk about the format of the, the alien autopsy. Because it starts out, um, you know, they give you the premise. They say, mm-hmm. oh, we've got the startling footage. Oh, you know, it might be it might be the biggest thing since, you know, whatever. From the Roswell craft. From the Roswell craft. It's, it's just the, the story of the millennium, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then they interview a bunch of the people who were, like, who were there or knew people who were there. There's the daughter of somebody who supposedly found an alien body. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first third or so of it is interviewing, like, locals. Or, the like, a the guy regular Roswell yeah, interviews. Or, like, a, a, a guy who was, like, writing a book about it who's something you know like that and then we go into the expert phase where they start pulling in like oh well this guy's a film expert this guy's a special effects expert this guy's a um you know like an autopsy uh, doctor and you know, mm-hmm. they're gonna give their opinions on all this stuff that was happening um and early on it's like i don't know how sincere a lot of the people are if they believe in this stuff but it was just like a bunch of random people with no qualification like oh, i've lived in this town for 30 years, and I tell you, I've seen a lot of things. I've never seen anything right. like... So the, yeah. the, uh, uh, the term expert is generously uh, yeah, self-applied. Generously <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also have that knack of uh, getting the viewer to keep watching where it starts out with the interviews with mm-hmm. the town people, and then they introduce all the experts, and... I'm just the whole time imagining all the commercial breaks that are in yeah. between. Oh, yeah. And like, I'm like, wait, how many commercial breaks did people sit through before they saw the first glimpse of actual autopsy footage? Oh, yeah. Well, it, you know, because it, it's like halfway through the whole thing the, when they the actually o- show a first clip of autopsy. No, the autopsy footage itself doesn't appear until later on in the film, but there are there are stills of it that are edited in, too. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's, yeah. there's this uh, wonderful shot. Well, they, got, they got a <laughs> Yeah, no, a lady um, talking about, like, and she said that they looked like, like little people or something, and there's a picture of a cloud, and in the in. cloud there's an alien face. I like, saw that, it's a yeah. I was coming back from the kitchen, mm-hmm. grabbing oh, a hard no. cider, and I see a little alien face in the sky, and I shook my head. Oh. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah. they really classed it It's up. the face on Mars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> now we're on to something. So, um... Let's see. I was gonna jump in with something. So here's here's something that frustrates me about this. The the actual footage that was supposedly released in 1995 um, by Ray Santilli. I think I'm saying that right. Mm-hmm. Um, guy. He apparently acquired this footage, and you meet him in the this little uh, program, and they interview him, and he talks about how he, you know, acquired the footage and. It's broken up. We see little clips of it throughout this special, but I don't think we ever actually see the whole 
piece of footage. No. And I just right. think it would have made more sense to have like maybe the interviews with experts and witnesses as wraparound material and just show the footage. Yeah, but there, I again, to Drew's point, I feel like if you had the whole alien autopsy movie, mm -hmm. um, whatever came after that, people might just leave the program. They that's would stop true. watching. Right. Like, oh, that's a faker. That's, oh, it totally proves You know what, okay, though? That's their uh, problem. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, right. I think if it was like a theatrically released documentary, they build it up, they build up the tension, and now we present in its entirety mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the footage. And yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Attention. Just be Jonathan Frakes giving it, his little yeah. outro right yeah. after yeah. the footage. It, yeah, you decide if it's real. But, but since it's a TV thing, especially it's on Fox and they're running commercials, they're like, oh, most of America has the attention span of a fly. So yeah. we yeah. just got to keep hitting people I actually over the head. think if you, I mean, we're 20 plus years from when this aired, but I, I think that if you presented it the right way, even though most people are going to look at this and go, obviously this is a fake, mm. um, spoilers, <laughs> you sit there and you, you, you know, if it's presented so that like, here's we're going to talk about the footage we're going to build up why it's exciting why this is controversial i mean hell aliens if it was real that would be very controversial and yeah. exciting that would be groundbreaking and then just no commercial breaks you could do a commercial before and after and you just get because it's like 15 minutes long and, yeah, and i think even, yeah. and that would make it more like a global viewing event you know like yeah, everybody yeah. in in the united mm -hmm. states would would sit down and watch <coughs> this this you know, Fox News special or whatever. Mm. Ugh, just saying that. <laughs> anyway, um... Well, it wasn't a Fox News special. No, no it was just a Fox, but Fox you know how special, they have, yeah. like, they have right. network events? Mm -hmm. Like, they they really, I feel like... But, of course, the ratings were really good for this, so what do I know? I mean, and they were successful. Well, yeah, now I, I think... could have been better. I think, totally could have been better. Yeah, I, th I think if you'd had, like, the interview with the, the witnesses first... Then you show the movie, and then you have the analysis afterwards. Mm -hmm. um, so that everybody has, like, a common thing they're working through. Because people might want to have, you know, some time to unpack what they just saw. Yeah. And yeah. hear what the experts say. Mm -hmm. And I well, think and also, whole... if you just saw it, like, this was an era pre-TiVo or anything. Sure. Yeah. So yeah. you would have, like, been like, wait, what did I just see? And then oh. they'd be keep showing the clips over and over again. Yeah. All the analysis. Well, it's like, yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. You, you care, yeah, yeah that that's basically good. what I was yeah. going to say. You would care more about the analysis because mm -hmm. you've had a chance to view the whole thing, whereas in this, you're listening to people analyze it, and you're seeing quick little flashes or stills with blurred genitalia, yeah. uh, which is weird, because there's, like, open wounds are totally fine, well, but barely <laughs> right. their genitalia is pixelated yeah. out. Yeah, okay, well, and also, like, nature programs. You see all sorts of animal genitalia. Sure. Why is an alien... An alien isn't a human. Well, I bet... Why are we blurring yeah, alien genitalia? Yeah. That could have been just a last-minute kind of weird, because, Drew, didn't you look that up with a picture? And, yeah, the non-blurred picture. The non-blurred picture, and it does sort of kind of look vaguely... Okay, well, okay, but... Right. Who, who at Fox is a xenobiologist? How do you know what alien <laughs> right. junk looks like? Is my sure. question. Sure. But, but, you know, there's probably, you know, there's probably, like, standards and practices people. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, right. It probably oh, went God. through someone they said, nope, that's a vagina. That's Sorry. a vagina. Right. Right. Yeah. Blur that out. Yeah. It's just really funny to see 
It's, know, yeah. Intestines mm -hmm. and gaping wounds right next to this tiny, blurred, little <laughs> pelvic bump. Oh, well, gore and like, violence is the American way. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. Uh, so, let's see. Um, some fun facts about this. If you remember this from back in the day, you might also remember that eventually uh, it was admitted by the guy who submitted the footage that the footage is not authentic, that it was a recreation of footage that he claims to have viewed in 1992, and apparently the film was too deteriorated to use in any kind of program or mm, distribute. It's or, a convenience. Yeah, it is something like very convenient excuse. In fact, the more I was reading about uh, Ray Cint Cintilli, he was saying... <coughs> You know, there's also some footage of uh, of an uh, aerial wreck from the spaceship crash in Roswell in 1947. Mm -hmm. And there's, like, little alien inscriptions and things on pieces, and you see this really briefly in the special. And that was stuff that he said wasn't actually even in the footage, that they took some liberty. Yeah, it was and, fabricated. And <laughs> so that just raises so many alarms. And it, well, then isn't, isn't the part... They talked to that um, private investigator guy who I'm pretty sure must have gotten his degree through the mail or something. But, oh. uh, they, uh, they talked to that private investigator guy and said, oh, we tracked down the guy that had the, the footage. The, the cameraman. The, the cameraman. Yeah. We tracked yeah. down the cameraman. And I think what I read later was that he didn't want, the guy didn't want to appear on camera, but then they... Oh, we have a hidden camera across the street right. from the motel where we met him at, mm -hmm. and so you see this old man sitting in a uh, in a motel room talking to the private investigator. And uh, I think later they revealed that that was just a homeless guy that they paid. I read that too. Yeah. Like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, and here's the thing. All classified. I really think, <laughs> you know, if there was real footage like that. We're not getting to see it on television. Right. Like, yeah. You know, yeah. That's... Well, they, they played up the whole conspiracy. You know, it's like, oh, there's this camera guy, and he worked for the Air Force, and he had this hidden footage, and the government didn't want it, and they told him to shut up about it or something. It was, it was all part of the narrative. Yeah. Um, so they tried to play up the, like, oh, this wouldn't have found it into our hands. This is why it's coming out, you know, 40, 50 some years later. I did like the part <laughs> where they threatened the little girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. There's and how a... they, they would. Kill them and kill their entire family. Yeah, leave them out in the desert. This is a big desert. No one will ever find you. You know, mm -hmm. it's as messed up as it sounds. I could see like an ornery uncle or somebody doing that mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. a friend's kid or to their niece or nephew just to be like an evil prankster. <laughs> oh, you know? sure. I, just to mess with them a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Total dick move. <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes. People are like, hey, you know what? Kids are gullible. Let's mess with them. <laughs> yeah. You do. I'm not saying I've ever done that. <laughs> no, you just said that's what you do. <laughs> but it's well, yeah. a thing. You know, like you do. Again, the American way. So yeah. how do we know that this poor girl wasn't just, you know, being lied to by Uncle have so other so. trauma. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's using alien abduction to cover it up. Oh, yeah, this is going to... Uh, I mean, when I was a little kid, there was, is a there, was a kind, there was a kindly old man at the American Legion baseball games in Corvallis who used to tell us to watch out for the bleacher creature, so I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the bleacher creature. Oh, yeah. Bleacher I got a question. Yeah, me too. Creature. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh! <laughs> A baseball game? My Uncle Brent. 
<laughs> he, was, he was lurking in Corvallis. Yeah. So that's really awful. Oh, I'm sorry. Rest in peace, Long Brent. But uh, I laughed really hard. Like, they keep playing this whole thing up, you know, every time they come back to Jonathan Frakes. Right. He's like, well, this is either... This is either the most incredible thing we've ever seen, or, or, <laughs> or, or an elaborate yeah, hoax. Or an elaborate hoax. It's or it's an incredible fraud. And I wrote down, if it's an incredible fraud, and you've determined that it's a fraud, is it really all that incredible? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Once you've established that it's BS, and it's just a regular like, fraud. Yeah. Th- then you're like, oh, well, they put a lot was, of effort into it. It was an incredible fraud. Yes. yes. Several of Jonathan Frakes' lines were very contradictory, and I didn't write down instances, but there's a lot of me sitting there going, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he has that great smirk at the end. He does. sort of like, oh, have we all been had? <laughs> you know, like, and he knows, because he's collecting a paycheck. It's like, I'm just here to Shatner this up. No, right, yeah. Yep. It's so and good. Oh, yeah, there was did. one oh, that was something about, like, this is the most earth-shattering like, <laughs> footage ever seen, unless <laughs> it's yeah. a hoax. And it's like, oh, okay, so it's not. Well, they really drill that home a lot with like how impressed they and like all the experts that they compile are so impressed with how this looks. Stan Winston. You oh, know. apparently right. some of those experts later said that their comments were taken out of context. That's right. Of course, it yeah. really yeah. seemed that yeah, way. Yeah, no, and, and some of them were like, "This is a hoax," like flat out, and they just cut that out of the right. Yeah, product. you don't want to show right. that. Well, they, they definitely downplay it. They kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, Stan Winston's interviewed any sounds like he's not really buying it but then there's all this editing and then it kind of sounds like well i don't know it's a really good job you mm-hmm. know but i think he was just admiring the craft right he was admiring their special they were effects. showing they were yeah as he was talking they're showing these scenes where they're cutting into the alien with a scalpel and there's blood and it's fuzzy grainy black and white footage which will cover up a lot of poor effects, you know, right. it's shot poorly. And I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, okay, this is 1995 and in 1980 you have Friday the 13th and I just, I'm thinking of like a Tom Savini neck slash scene, right, you know, yeah. and how this doesn't look any different to me. In fact, it looks less good mm-hmm, and right. you just, you know, and it's like, just somebody as good at practical effects can do this. This is not beyond the yeah. realm of possibility. Plus, when you think about how much you can get away with with black and white versus color, and then you know scratchy grainy filtering. I, I, yeah. I just wanted you know like he's he's watching it with some of his crew. Uh, Sam Winston is watching it with some oh, of his yeah. crew. Oh yeah. Well, uh, you know. If we did this, if we did this, uh, I'd be very, very, you know, I'd be very impressed. And, uh, you know, I just wanted, like, Rick Baker to, like, poke his head in there and be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, and I don't remember, it's been a while since I read or looked at anything about the Patterson-Gimlet film, the Bigfoot oh, yeah. footage. Oh. That was big at the time. But they do talk to somebody in that one. They did one. bring in some special effects guys at one point to analyze the footage and say, you know, can we do this? And I think one guy even said, oh, no, we did do this. <laughs> but I, I don't remember all the details. I'm fuzzy on this. But, like, you know, it, they looked at it and they were saying, you know, this could be done. And then 
I guess some other effects guy was was on the record as saying that it couldn't be because of how the creature's walking. But I really think, I just think of all the really good science fiction and horror movies from mm. the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if this was authenticated early reels from back when Edison you know, was making short films and there was some crazy paranormal thing on there, I might be willing to buy it, but right. it's just too easy to... Well, you have to address make, you, you have know. to address the skeptics right away and shoot down their arguments to say it's special effects. So you bring in, you beat them to the punch and you say, you think it's special effects? We talked to the special effects guy, and the special effects guy says it looks mm-hmm. really good, right. so it's real. Yeah, yeah. or they he says through, that's they, really hard to pull off. They thought of all the things that people are going to say. Yeah. They wrote them all down, right. and they're like, okay, let's How figure do we out ways to explain yeah. these. It, what it reminds me of is uh, I, a few years back, fell down the YouTube rabbit hole and watched a bunch of true crime documentaries, and they were talking about, one was about human sacrifices. Ooh. And whether that's really a thing in crime. And so this small town sheriff has this videotape that he claims is a real human sacrifice. And they're doing this human sacrifice. And and the whole time I'm thinking, like, why don't you talk to a special effects guy? Or why don't you talk to a medical person who can verify it? And, and, And I'm thinking the whole time, why don't they talk to a doctor to say whether the wounds look great. And so the narrator says, oh, some, some people aren't so sure of the authenticity. And <laughs> suddenly out of nowhere, here's my cousin on TV. Because he was an emergency room doctor. And he was, <laughs> and he's on this like Discovery <laughs> Channel documentary. And he's like, he's like, yeah, uh, these wounds don't look real at all. And, <laughs> and, but yeah, he, he, he did that. And I asked him about it later and he said he, he did like, some side gigs <laughs> consulting for true crime documentaries. Yeah. <laughs> it was really awesome. Wow. <laughs> really so when you first said sacrifice, I thought they were talking about like in ancient times, like Mayan rituals. Oh, no, like, like small town. No, like, so, so there's this like satanic, the satanic panic, panic. Yeah, yeah, satanic which panic. I'm endlessly I mean, fascinated Historians by. are still arguing about for how long human sacrifices went on actually. Because a lot of stuff, like, there's the, the Romans wrote down, like, the Carthaginians would sacrifice babies or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they're not even sure of that. They're, they're not sure <laughs> right. if that's propaganda or if they were, like, See, here's that's, babies. that's or, the thing. Yeah. If you really wanted to demonize another culture that you're at war with, you would make up all kinds of horrible things. <laughs> oh, yeah, they <laughs> sacrifice their children. Yeah, they, yeah. Hence the, you know, oh, you're not Christian, you're out in the woods doing rituals, you must be sacrificing something. Yeah, oh, you gotta be. And maybe, maybe... Some tiny percentage of people are, but just it never ceases to amaze me there, well, there's how also, people are to demonize somebody's different. Yeah. I mean, there's also a tiny percentage of people whose dogs tell them to kill people. You know? right. that, that happens too. Well, yeah. if it's a small dog, <laughs> I think that happens all the time. Well, if mm. it presents its case, you know, usually yeah. people yeah. just can't understand what the dog is Usually. Yeah. Usually. Yeah. Um, who was it? Was that Son of Sam? Yeah. Yeah. David Berkowitz. Yeah. The dog was speaking to him. Mm-hmm. Which, if he hadn't killed a bunch of people, would be kind of hilarious. Yes. But, but then, it's not. you know, it's yeah. not, unfortunately. <laughs> not funny at all. Nope. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. a little bit. So, um, <laughs> alien autopsy. Um, well, we were also looking at the, um, film quality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things they used to say, oh, it couldn't be faked is... 
look on the side of the film it has the documentation of what year this film was made and yada 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 and like it's like okay sure the film was made then the actual physical film yeah but it wasn't exposed right then it could be exposed yesterday and still be that film right yeah it's like, like they keep showing it and it's like Everything, it's a little bit grainy, a little bit out of focus, but there's no wear and tear on this film at all. Yeah. Like, it was filmed hermetically sealed in the Disney vault, yep. and yeah. then never touched again until 1995, yeah, which is not what they say in the story. They say, oh, we had it in a cardboard box. Yeah, so right. you know, like The thing yeah. would have been thrashed and horrible and, yeah. you know, like, worn at the edges. Yeah, I really don't believe, I it, I think that was even early on when I was a kid and I saw this, I was like, this, this doesn't look like old film. Right. Like, this looks like a series of filters you put on right and then they're also they kept talking about like oh you know things were not getting focused because it was this camera they used and yada 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 and then they showed a series of different war documentary like we're all in like way better and it's like they're like (laughs) oh yeah and it's like it wasn't necessarily even the focus it was just like the exposure was amazing yeah, on yeah. all yeah. Like, if this guy was a real guy filming for the U.S. government, he would have been trained well enough. Right, the yeah. contrast is, like, the contrast is so high. It's like that right. movie, uh, Begotten. Hmm. You've seen that movie? No. It's, it's some experimental, kind of really creepy... The, the guy that directed it did a Marilyn Manson video, and... It's okay. very, very, very high contrast credentials. Yeah. yeah, there you go. But um, but yeah, that's all I kept thinking was like, oh man, this really is like, there's no film that that does it quite like yeah. this. <laughs> oh, and and we should note there are two versions of this. Apparently, there's a director's cut which Allison looked into, which is apparently just three and a half hours three. of unedited it's interview. A, yeah, before so... you guys came over, we started to watch it. Yeah, the the original. The original runtime for this, I believe, with commercials was about an hour. Yeah. Um, you can find the original version in its entirety on YouTube right now. I mean, stuff isn't on YouTube forever, obviously, but... Um, and I don't normally recommend that people watch something on YouTube over a streaming service when it's available on a streaming service, just because you know, supporting people that made it, and also you're usually going to get a better quality video, but in this case... Watch the YouTube version unless you can find the short original version somewhere because I, th- I think Netflix has this out too. I think they re-released this recently mm-hmm. as a quote-unquote director's cut. And in this case, it just looks like we didn't edit anything. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, it's all of the interviews are completely unedited, which even if you're a UFO enthusiast... I think it's just a big snore fest. Like, it's going to be a slog to get through. I don't think there's more alien autopsy footage. I didn't watch the entire three hours because I couldn't, and (laughs) I don't care that much, actually. So, I, yeah, well, we watched a little bit, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so boring. And this is not a boring (laughs) subject. Yeah. You know, extraterrestrial life and conspiracy theories are not boring subjects, but somehow these folks turned it into, you know, right. nap-inducing yeah. event. And there did not need to be three hours of this. Hmm. You know, two additional hours of bonus interviews and footage. Yeah. 
And so I do not recommend. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of curious though about it. the extended interviews for some of the experts because you know some of them were saying that their stuff was taken out of context. And I wonder if in the full interview it gives you. Oh, if it's the full. Yeah, interview. Maybe, yeah. I guess maybe if you really want to compare, I'd skip towards the end to check out yeah, the expert stuff because well, we were just we trying to get. <laughs> well, yeah. we, we were just trying to get through the witness interviews at the beginning. Um, yeah. And no, I'd, I'd, I'd skip to the experts. So <laughs> the, the, the girl's talking, the woman's talking about her childhood, and she's just like, oh, I remember we didn't have hot and cold running water. And you're like, oh, <laughs> get to the point. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it kind of, it was, it was really, it was really dry. It was really not very interesting. It's like Grandpa Simpson telling the story about getting an onion down in Shelbyville. <laughs> yeah. It the was, red onion was the it, style at the time. <laughs> but it was like, instead of just Grandpa Simpson, it was like all of his buddies, too. Right. Like, it was, yeah. it's not just one person. It was the entire Riot Multiple. Squad. Mm -hmm. Riot Squad? I would be curious. That's a very deep Simpson I, reference. Okay. <laughs> I, I, would, uh, I would be really curious to see more of Stan Winston's interview. But that just, yeah. just because, just because I love special effects and well, Stan one of the things. Well, maybe if you skips towards that section. One of the yeah. things with his interview, because you're talking about like cutting their interviews up, is like there's one part where he says, oh, well, this wouldn't have been able to be done in special effects in 1947. Uh -huh. And like, oh, right. they totally, you, I'm getting the idea that like they cut that from him cut. saying, yeah. it's like, so that obviously explains that it was done recently. It, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's been like, faked oh. recently. It wasn't faked back then. Yeah, yeah. It, it's something about silicone rubber using silicone rubber for right. the body. For skin. And, like, yeah, and he's yeah. like, "Oh well, we no, they wouldn't have had that back then." Yeah, and right. so then it's like, "Oh, okay, well, so we do now." So yeah. that yeah, and I'm I'm sure if you're a debate or logic nut, there are plenty of logical fallacies presented in this uh, this documentary. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Did anyone watch this on TV originally? No. I don't think I did. I think I kind of felt maybe from the start that it was... <laughs> I, I didn't watch it on TV, but I remember in school kids talking about it yeah. and like mm -hmm. telling me how great it was. Hmm. And I I'm come from a family of pretty big skeptics. Um, my dad was always the, you know... Don't believe everything anyone tells you. Question, <laughs> question everything. <laughs> and like, I remember there was, oh God, I wish I could remember who it was. But I remember there was a kid telling me about it and I'm like, no, that sounds stupid. That can't be real. <laughs> and he's like, no, they were like taking and they were, there was organs and like they weren't connected to anything. They just opened it up and they'd like pull them out, but they yeah. weren't connected. <laughs> yeah, they weren't part it of the was some system. kind yeah. of like weird thing where they like interlinked with easy, each other without like, like wait so someone took a bunch of like like animal organs yeah. stuffed it in a it's bag an cut it open and pulled them out and set them down and said these are alien organs it's like no they were alien because they weren't connected i'm like no they weren't alien <laughs> they pulled because something. they weren't connected they pull something out he goes ah. yeah, you lose the game no i think i think that was um uh my dad and I were both really big. We were similar, like kind right. of like interested in that, interested in that, but skeptics. And we both, I mean, I have fond memories of like watching. I was never freaked out by horror movies when I was a kid because my dad and I also watched 
special effects documentaries. Yeah. Right. So we just, and like, I just always grew up knowing that, like, you could fake a lot of stuff with special effects. And I think mm-hmm. that was why I never really paid much attention to the, to the, to right. the special because I just figured, like, no, they, they hired somebody who was good at his job. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is the sort of thing I think our dad would have said is garbage and would have turned the TV off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but he would have also said, Horny Space Captain. Horny Space Before Captain. He, changed the he would have. When he saw Jonathan oh, Frank. Even though, he wasn't, even though he wasn't the captain. Wasn't. But, well, I think he did for like, you know. There was like, there was, yeah, there's a few or, episodes, I think, where, you know. Sure. He, where he, Picard was like on being bored or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's... There, oh he was being I, assimilated I, for I a moment. I wish I could remember the name of the episode, but there's a great episode where they have, like, a derelict starship, and they have to crew that starship, and then it follows the Enterprise around, because they they're, like, doing a war game or something. Oh, oh that sounds very familiar. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 it's, and it's Riker, and he gets to pick his team, and then uh-huh. Picard, and it's like, right, yeah, oh, Riker right, beat right. Picard, it's fun. And then I think the Romulans show up or something, they ruin Shirt, it somehow. Shirts versus skin. Yeah, yeah. All went awry. I'll, uh, I'll get this out of the way right now. Star Wars reference. That's Star Trek. <laughs> get out of here. What? <laughs> no, 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 I figured we were just talking Star Trek. Oh, you're gonna make, well, no, you have to actually make You have to make a reference. Oh. Okay. Okay. Shoot. You, you so have, everyone, so, so, spit out that drink. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one doesn't count. Sorry. Yeah, the the dad yeah. story counted as a drink. Yes, that was not yes. really a Star Wars reference. Yeah. You can't just yeah. say Star Wars reference. Yeah. <laughs> was it, oh, we kind of shoehorn that thing totally, in there. Totally <laughs> off subject, but um, we watched um. Deuce of Hazard last night, like the first oh, episode, no. because it's on Amazon Prime right now, and I used to watch it when I was a little kid sometimes, and I was like, I totally want to rewatch this. What brought this, this up? Uh, because of drinking games. Oh. And, and we were, what was it that they do? Oh, oh you were saying go, every time they say yeehaw. They say yeehaw oh, so no. many times, and I don't know, we didn't we didn't watch more than one episode, but they say it so many times, you could totally get schnockered if you took a drink every time. Wow. Or a like drink for every freeze frame. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of freeze frames. It was, nice. it was, it was fun. It was ridiculous. Or any time there's a, uh, a gratuitous Daisy Duke shot. Hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of gratuitous Daisy Duke leg. action in there. Yeah. yeah. Are they are are the pants called Daisy Dukes because she because wore them? She wore them. Okay. I feel like she was the inspiration. They're just for hot pants and short shorts before that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, back to okay. back to this. So, Tuesday <laughs> Hazard. That's a new one, right? <laughs> new segue. That probably won't get brought up again. <laughs> Never know. <laughs> Um, the new segment of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, there is a 2006 movie called Alien Autopsy, and it is a comedy based on what the filmmakers thought maybe went down with Ray Santilli when he, or Tilly, I'm not sure if I'm saying that right, mm-hmm. uh, when he discovered the footage, the footage. Right. and so i now i kind of like that. a like a like a comedy shadow of the vampire kind of yeah movie. Yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. i, I want to say maybe i saw that so you yeah i saw the comedy saw, spoof but for, not the original yeah, special yeah, yeah. i want to say maybe well, it I, sounds way more interesting it does it does yeah. but, I, but i also want to say that <laughs> i didn't finish it because it was bad oh. that, it wasn't, oh, that it wasn't like or or maybe maybe that i heard it was really it's like mm-hmm. that movie we watched, Lunocracy or whatever. Remember that? Oh, Lunopolis. Lunopolis. 
I can that finish that. Uh, anyway, anyway, so <laughs> so this your movie recommendation <laughs> of the week. <laughs> I don't know. There's a whole lot more to say about this other than I I did want to mention really quick that there is a little bit of footage of uh, some victims of radiation. Oh so yeah, there is some kind of gruesome stuff. Yeah, yeah, I guess there so. will. Oh, yeah, yeah, so just you know, if you've never seen this. And you check it out, and you're, you know, sensitive to things like that, and it's real footage, so, you know, it's it's pretty upsetting. It's, yeah. Um, it's just for a quick bit, but that is, it, that is in there. Yeah. Because we, they are, you know, theorizing that the alien, maybe this is just a, a you know, radiation victim. Yeah. <laughs> we were just riffing so hard through the whole thing, and then it gets to that part, and we're just silent. Yeah, there's, there's yeah. like, yeah. everyone yeah. got sad moments. Yeah, yeah, so just, you know, that's a... I believe it prompted a discussion on uh, Holocaust museums. It did. (laughs) Right after that. I thought we had that discussion before we started. Was it before? That was before we started. No, I think it was in the middle of that. Yeah, it was sort of like, oh, oh, that's sad. Look at the, yeah. Yeah. No, I think Just the degree of... um, It doesn't matter, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little dark. It's that kind of weird footage where it's like real... Real clips that you don't really want to look right. at. Right. Here's yeah. what radiation mutations look like. To try, like, to try oh, and okay. expand on a theory, which it, it just seems like the wrong use for that. But yeah. whatever. Go Fox anyway. Network. So we... On to X-Files. So, you know, because it's <laughs> relevant and also it happens to be one of my very favorite episodes of the X-Files ever, we decided to cover the... Uh, third season episode that's sort of a, you know, a spoof on this and just also kind of poking fun at the X-Files themselves and the alien culture and UFO culture in general. It's called Jose Chung's From Outer Space. Which is a great title. It is. Does anybody want to give a little synopsis? Or is that... I don't know if I can... I'm not sure. Yeah, how do you say it's, it's... It's... the whole episode <laughs> is told kind of in reverse. It is. It's, it's almost Tarantino-esque. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. The whole thing is, the Jose Chung is a, a writer, mm-hmm. and he w- didn't want to write this book. No, he his was told by yes. his publishers he should write this book, which totally feeds into all the conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is writing a book about a specific alien abduction story that Scully and Mulder have uh, have been part of. And that's where it begins, is him interviewing Scully. And then that's where she starts to tell the story. So most of it's just Scully rehashing what happened. Yeah, so... They're, they're comparing notes. Yeah, right. so... But it's weird because there's parts of it that's Scully telling the story... And there's parts of it, people telling the story in Scully's story, and there's parts right. of it, him interviewing other people, they're telling the story, and it's... Mm-hmm. And then some of it is Inception. Jose Chung <laughs> yes. uh, telling Scully what he heard yes. happen. So you see, like, oh, there's right. multiple times where they show the same scene twice, yes. but from a different person's point of view, which that I really loved. That's right. Because it, it just tells you how... How different things can be just from the way people perceived it or like remember it, right? Well, and because it plays on the um, it, it plays on the trope of the men in black that are gonna come to right. you know you've seen an alien <laughs> you need to keep quiet about this you know and that's a classic sci-fi yeah. trope. Jesse but, the Body Ventura. Yeah, but that's Jesse not Ventura. how uh, 
that's not how Mulder and Scully operate, but that's such a classic sci-fi trope right. of like, you never saw anything, and if you say anything to anybody, we will kill you. And they it's don't do that. It's a really big desert. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but then when they're retelling the story, that's how Mulder and Scully are portrayed as these like very threatening people. Yeah, the menacing right. G-men. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, and, and it's a wonderful tale. It's it, it, it really is uh, God, it's, it's one of the better episodes in the series. It really is. Well, on a really ingenious like concept, because the concept that you mm-hmm. figure out after a while is these kids got abducted, but they didn't get abducted. They got abducted by the U.S. part of the U.S. government, right? Posing as aliens. Yes. But then the U.S. government posing as aliens got abducted. by aliens. By aliens. <laughs> and, and so did also and possibly these kids. Right. Yeah. But no one's quite up. sure who really abducted who or what happened because everyone's being brainwashed by hypnotists. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, right. Because the U.S. government is under the assumption that it's the Russian government. Yes. That's right. Is, why wouldn't we? You so know. Is, that, is that who Lord... Lord, uh... Kimboat? Kimboat. Kimboat. There are at least two competing alien factions as well. The, There's the... The first, like, intro part of it before the opening titles, before that classic opening title music and everything, mm-hmm. is so ridiculous and so right. over the top. I can only imagine people watching the show for so many years and then... Seeing the opening of the scene, what the hell is going on? Alright, and we assumed, and correctly so, that Lord Kimboat was a homage to Ray Harryhausen, because it was definitely the kind of the Cyclops from, uh, was it Jason the Argonauts? Jason right? yeah, Argonauts yeah, yeah. So yeah, and it was yeah, and it was not an actual claymation. It was a man in a suit. Made right, which gear. blew my mind. Yeah. They like cut up the footage though to, to make, make it, it look like claymation, like like yeah. which is hilarious to me that like in that day and age, mm-hmm. you know there was they were big fans of his yeah. to go out of their way to make something that was probably cleaner and smoother and looked more realistic. Just to homage him and be like, yeah, maybe, here's one for yeah, you, right? Yeah, well, maybe that was a time crunch thing, too, where they're like, it would be great if we could just stop motion, but for all the shots we need, it's going to take too long. Right. So they, they devised that. Method. Like a guy in a suit? Yeah. There's, um, if you've seen the movie Stir of Echoes mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon mm-hmm. and the ghost appears. Yeah, well, so what they did in filming that, whenever the ghost appears to him, she, the actress moved it like, a quarter speed and they would take out they sped up the film and would take out random frames mm-hmm. from so, it's like so it's very like kinda. strobing kind of weird and and uh, it's a very effective and creepy effect it's very unsettling yeah yeah that's um, a good movie <laughs> no i there's so many things i love about this episode it's so you know i mean sometimes x-files is very disturbing or creepy or really dark or overly dramatic and yeah, sometimes it's just stupid. and occasionally <laughs> yeah. occasionally it's really really fun and hilarious and yeah one of the writers who was responsible for writing more of their comedic episodes darren morgan um wrote this episode and 
it's one of one of my very favorites and I think part of what I love about it is that it feels like the X-Files is laughing at themselves and you know the over the top nature of the stories they're telling in addition to some of the culture and then they definitely do a really great parody of the alien autopsy video yeah, about <laughs> halfway through the episode, they, they have blatantly parody. Yeah, yeah and, and while watching their parody of it, it really illustrates how easy it would have been to make that footage because, mm. you know, at this point, this is the third season of The X-Files, and, you know, it had some money behind it, but it wasn't, you know, like a blockbuster movie budget. You yeah. know, they were filming on the cheap up in, you know, British Columbia, I believe, and... They had some really great special effects people on their team, but they weren't spending, you know, exorbitant amounts of money on stuff, and it didn't look that dissimilar to no. me. You know, these little these well, little suits these Air Force pilots are wearing. Back to the alien autopsy, where one of their things where they're trying to say it was real was they're saying. Who would go through the time and expense and trouble to fake this? Yeah. And it's like, who, why would you spend this much money and effort? And it's like, oh, I don't know, because now you're on a Fox special yeah, right. and you're making exactly. millions of dollars? Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Or just because you're a hobbyist and you want to see if you can. I don't yeah. know. I mean, there's, there's for lots For your of own reasons. private joke on the entire world. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, you know, or or you or you want to you know do a War of the Worlds thing? You want to get people stirred up? Totally. You know? Yeah. Well, it, yeah. HG Wells has been doing it. You know. You know, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe there was a non-disclosure agreement, but maybe the uh, special effects guy for the Alien Autopsy uh, video, you know, I, that could look pretty good on your on your resume. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you can say, hey, you know, don't go spreading this around town, but you should hire me because I did that video. I did Alien right. Autopsy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some people think that's real. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, it's it's just kind of fun because it like you know you guys were saying earlier, the alien autopsy factor fiction seemed to be trying to exploit the X Files series popularity by mm-hmm. emulating some of the vibe and the music as they're going through this footage. And the X-Files turned around and just, you know, stuck it right <laughs> back to them. It was, it was pretty right great. Yeah, I know. It was really smart and and funny writing, I, I feel like, for this episode. And really great performances. There's so many moments where Jillian Anderson is just making great facial expressions, <laughs> reacting to things that are happening. Uh, and you have uh, Jesse Ventura and Alex Trebek as men in black. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, somebody that looked a lot like Alex Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> not saying it was Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Jesse uh, Ventura full on does like a Bane break on that guy. Which which oh. knocks him out somehow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. It just knocks him out. Yeah. Like doesn't shatter his spine or anything. Well, that's because he's a professional. He knows exactly what's That's probably a little dark for X-Files. <laughs> well, the guy spends the next six months the nerdy trying kid. To, yeah. mm-hmm. I also love the inclusion of the character Rocky in this. Cause he yes. Gets, he, he basically gets to be the character that makes fun of a lot of new age cult movements. And God, in the 90s, 
It seemed like there were cults everywhere, so it was perfect that mm-hmm. you have this character. Oh, we're still around. Yeah, he like, but you know, but they were just like, they were the uh, the flavor of the month or whatever. Right. You know what I mean? It's oh, not, I'm not very... saying that I think there's more cults there now or less than there were in the 90s, but we were really obsessed with them. Oh, yeah. I think you know a holdover it... from the satanic panic. What of year was, you know what, it reminds me of, um... Heaven's Gate. Well, we, yeah, and uh, we had, with Marshall, we had, uh, what was that guy's name? Uh, Marshall, something. Herb, uh, Herb Applewhite. Herb Applewhite, which I oh, always right. get mixed Herb up with Albert. Herb Albert and Herb the, t- the Tijuana Brass. And Every the time. But those guys, you know, were cold and they were waiting for aliens. Oh, right. yeah. They so were, maybe yeah. that's yeah. They were waiting for aliens that were hiding behind the Hale-Bopp Comet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, um, the, they were waiting, the, the Heaven's Gate cult mm-hmm. thought Jesus was coming. Right, on a spaceship yeah. behind the hill. And somebody, cult. after that whole, after that whole cult committed suicide, uh, somebody posted a thing on their, on their webpage or a message to them saying that this was a transmission from Jesus and that we're a few days late. And, oh. You know, <laughs> I will stand by it because, you know, I know people freak out about things going on right now, but the 90s were a weird time. Right. I mean, they also might be indicative as to how we got to now. <laughs> right. Well, I, I think there just wasn't there. There wasn't the access to information and immediate discredit right. of and and the skeptic just write it off right away. Yeah. Although they didn't even have with Snopes yet. even with all right. of the <laughs> access to information we have, there's still quite a few people out there that believe some really weird. Well, things. that's true. Yeah, it's well, sort of like flat earthers out there. Well, no, right. right. We 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 have more. we have access to a lot of good information, but there's also a lot of misinformation and disinformation, mm-hmm. which you know. That's, there's just a lot of just... Chemtrails. Yeah, everything else. Dissing my information a little bit. Well, I do know they're putting chemicals in the water that are making the freaking frogs gay, so... So I heard. I also happen to know that Venus was at its peak brilliance last night. uh, (laughs) Yes. No, no, no. I assure you. uh, What I read, uh, what I read the other day, actually, uh, speaking of weird things you read on the internet, uh, the reason we went to war in Iraq is because Saddam Hussein had a Stargate. Really? Uh, oh, that, that would... So, no, that doesn't make that sense doesn't at make all. Any. So the... the um, anyways, so was discussing back to the cult thing, because I kind of want oh, to like, sure. wrap that up. You know, because I mean, there was also the, the whole Branch Davidians thing with David Koresh in like 93, 94, and then you had... Um, later there was the... with the Oklahoma City bombing... Those guys weren't tied to a religious cult, but they were, like, militant survivalists. So it just seemed like mm-hmm. there were all these fringe groups of people that were preparing mm-hmm. for the end times. And maybe because we were getting Wait, close go. to the millennium, maybe well, that no, so was... that builds off government paranoia. Yeah, it was, yeah I, think that, I think there was just a recipe for it. But So the character Rocky goes, you know, after having this experience of meeting, excuse me, the alien that kidnaps the uh, Air Force alien posers and the the two teenagers that the government was abducting for part of an alien facade operation Mm. of some sort. Anyway, so he goes on to create a whole weird religion in California because, you know, it's where you go to sell all the new age religions, I guess. I don't know. And 
the episode never really does tell you what actually happened. No, that's the no. best thing and about it. Yeah, yeah. There is you don't the, get to know, yeah. so maybe. When he meets the one guy in the diner, and he says, well, what about the other alien? And he goes, oh, who? You mean Lord, Lord Kimbo? Kimbo? Yeah. And you're like, wait, is the guy that started his new religion actually totally the one that knows oh, everything yeah, well, yeah, that happened? I thought yeah. that about Did he get taken down to the center is, of the earth? Is Lord Kimbo... The love um, of men are real. Like a, a joke, actual, um, or a... a not a red herring, but is like actually like yeah, right, a canonical really his figure. Like, like he's the guy that got mm-hmm. uh, Scully pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, oh god! Like, she's having Lord Kimbo's baby. So I occasionally listen to some paranormal radio podcast programs because sometimes I find that entertaining and I'm not doing it to like laugh at people but it just it's an interesting subject and I like to keep an open mind and one of the um one of the shows I like is out of Australia it's called Mysterious oh, yeah. Universe and those guys, those are, guys are hilarious those guys are hilarious they also have you know one of them has a background you know firmly rooted in science and they also they're open-minded and they're willing to believe some stuff but they're definitely healthfully skeptical about other things and sometimes in kind of a snarky, hilarious way. But just from listening to that podcast, realizing how many different weird-ass aliens people believe in these days. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's popular to believe in a blue avian race. That's a thing. Um, huh. And then, like you know, lizard men? people. Oh, I've been right. hearing about the lizard people since I was a kid because my mom was a hardcore New Ager. Oh. And there's like the, part of the... There's the greys. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, those are the most popular. That's the classic. That's, yeah. that's your classic. It has a lot to do with communion. Yes. And then I think uh, there's the Anunnaki, when you hear about that, those oh. are like the lizard people. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, not that I believe in it. Well, I thought that the, I thought that the <laughs> yeah. Super Mario Brothers movie explained all of that. Like, oh, like yeah. Oh, yeah. From, you know, you got King Koopa and all those guys. Oh. And Goombas. Well, I mean, I'm going to be real with you. Dennis was... Hopper was the leader of the lizard people. Totally. I mean, you know, it would make a lot of right sense. That's a, yes. you know, like, as a Super Mario Brothers movie, that's a dumb idea. But as an idea of, like, an alternate planet, of people that evolved. Right, 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 right. That's right. the most <laughs> awesome idea. I always kind of like Super Mario Brothers, the movie, was like, like we're going to do this movie, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, and it's going to be great. And like, that's a great movie, but I can't sell it. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can sell yeah, that. Perfect. <laughs> also, Blade Runner. <laughs> if you watch it as like a Blade Runner. It is very, it's very Blade it rips Runner. off yeah. Blade Runner a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a bit. Just a little bit. And Buster Poindexter's in it. That's, the, that's, that's what the classics are for, though, so you can rip them off. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but Blade Runner <laughs> doesn't have the song Everybody Do the Dinosaur. Did, no. did, we all, did we all just admit that we love the movie uh, <laughs> The Super Mario Brothers? Super Mario Brothers? I mean, I've never, I've never loved Bob Hoskins or um, John Leguizamo on screen more, you know? There's that great, uh, John Leguizamo has that stand-up special and he's breaking up with his girlfriend and the last thing she says to him before she leaves is, Super Mario Brothers sucked! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, good. <laughs> but yeah, and I, 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 I want to point out it's, we're not talking about like the plot of this sh- the plot of this episode as much because it's hard to based on the narrative. It's something you kind of have to watch you do and, have and to just watch take it, it in. Yeah, 
Because it's, there's it's so like much a variety of It's like a clip show. It is. Kind of. It is. You know? Yeah, um, but, but you have so many unreliable narrators telling you so many different stories yes. at so many different times. It's mm. it's really hard to get a hint. It's not like a Mulder went here and did this, that, that, the other. It's like, well, three people saw Mulder do this thing, and mm-hmm. he does it in three different ways. And it's, right. yeah. So I gotta imagine they must have had so much fun filming this episode because uh, yeah. they gotta play all different types of characters, yeah. you know. I well, really. A, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go no, ahead. you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I really love some of the little details, and I've seen this episode a lot of times, and I don't think until tonight I noticed that the Air Force pilot is shaping his mashed potatoes in oh, yeah. Yeah. a tiny devil's tower yeah. and he doesn't like draw a lot of attention to it he's just, it's you just know, in the background. nervously yep. talking and messing with his food like you do sometimes and then you know he makes the comment I don't even know if these mashed potatoes are real but he doesn't like Go eh, like putting you know, it just right. A they don't make an outline of it. It's just some tiny little like funny, funny. He's wink definitely at the doing no, he is. that. It <laughs> makes me wonder how many references are in this episode because there's a so lot. Of there, I, I I noticed then. Um, what what I love about it is is the character Rocky, and he's written this screenplay about this alien encounter, and he tosses his handwritten screenplay on the thing, and it says, uh, you know. The aliens, aliens are in outer space or something by Rocky Erickson, who is was the Rocky Carrickson. They put a C on. Oh, it is that what they did? Oh, to okay. make it not totally just taking totally Rocky his name. Erickson. Oh, okay, but Rocky Erickson, for those who don't know, is the lead singer of the thir- the Garage Band, Thirteenth uh, Floor Elevators, and oh, who who good. then kind of became his own Sid Barrett kind of cult figure for his kind of you know I think you want to give him some weird psychedelic music exactly yeah or elevators tinge of like mental you know instability I think he had a private obsession with UFOs actually he's still alive actually yeah Uh, yeah and still making music like he came out with an album like a couple years ago and it's phenomenal Actually. Oh, I really like the thirteenth floor elevators. So yeah, I would be interested. In I've got a new band to listen yeah. to. Oh, yeah, I've yeah. Heard before. Yeah. Apparently, Good my uncle listens to uh, Easter is every no Easter. Easter is every day or Easter is everywhere. Every Easter, he listens to the the out the whole album. Oh, uh, right on. That's cool. Maybe we should do that. There's another. Uh, <laughs> there's another X Files episode that is like. Uh, Sid Barrett inspired. Like I think, I, I think there's a lot of Sid Barrett songs there. It's the one where the kid can control insects to like attack other oh. people or something. But the kid listens to a lot of. He paints, I think, which Sid Barrett did. Like, and didn't that one? That's the one that like begins where it's like kind of a jackass ripoff. Like they're filming themselves, I think and then so. like the kid falls over and his head like cracks open and a bunch of bugs come out. I, I think so. Yeah, wow, it's the same a... one. Way later, later yeah. yeah, no, I remember that one. It's actually the first episode I ever saw of The X-Files, because I never watched really? it when I was mm-hmm. young, and mm-hmm. I was, like, at a friend's house, and I was like, hey, let's do this. He's like, no, X-Files is coming on. I'm like, oh, yeah, the one show. He's like, yeah, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> we, we used to have a gathering in high school where we'd have X-Files night, and we would sit down and watch the X-Files and everything else that was on that same night, and... I don't even remember. I think 
For a brief period of time, there was Millennium, but I think when we were doing X-Files Night on Sundays, it was probably like that 70s show mm. and something else were on around the same time. But, I mean, it started when I was in junior high, so, gosh, and it, it, the first time I saw it, I saw the episode about... It's called Squeeze, where the guy oh. has to eat so many livers and then goes into, like, a hibernation period. Hmm. And I think I was about 13 or 14. That's and I was episode. visiting my grandmother, <laughs> and I was in the spare bedroom, and I could not stop looking at the heat vent because oh. he comes, he's, like, able to dislocate bones and things and make, like, a contortionist and squeeze well, through tiny like, uh... spaces. Like an octopus. Or like a a Stretch Armstrong doll. Well, because like like an octopus, the only part mm -hmm. of its body that can't squish down to like whatever is the beak. So (laughs) anything that is smaller than its beak, it can fit through. Which is how they escape all the time. Which is creepy. That is. Yeah. And they're smart enough to do it. Yeah. Yeah. They're constantly escaping from places. I think... Oh, I was gonna say. Oh. I, I think the first episode I ever saw was the episode with Tony Shalhoub in it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, Soft Light. Shalhoub. Little Tony Shalhoub. I like that episode. I'm so familiar with the earlier seasons, and then it gets to like, well, season seven. I'm less. I I know some of it. I I've seen every episode of X Files, but which we were going to cover more of. I was gonna say this is not the first or not the last X Files episode. The liver one is a good one. But before, but before, like we, you know, I mean, maybe it'll come up when we discuss that. But like the episodes where David Duchovny isn't there, which is basically the last two seasons. Right. And I'm not talking about the revival seasons. I'm talking about the original one through nine. Yeah. Uh, season eight and nine, primarily, in half of them, Jillian Anderson isn't even really in them that oh, much. Yeah. I mean, they basically hand off the show to uh, Robert uh, Robert Patrick, is it? And, uh, and uh, Annabeth Gish. Oh, yeah. And the two of them become the new agents, and they're doing a good job and they're doing their best but it's like this should have been a different show if you don't want to have the stars of the show be on the show then that's time to wrap it up and they really should have wrapped it up around the time they did the movie which was the sixth season six seasons in a movie and bam you're done you leave on a positive note it's good because they started to run out of ideas in the seventh season, and David Duchovny was still there, and then he's just like, I don't have a movie career, do other things, get out of here, you yeah. know? And they also lost some of the better writers. Like, I think um, the guy who wrote this episode we're talking about tonight, Darren Morgan, like, he disappears from their, you know, staff writers after a certain point. And I wonder what he did after X-Files. I'm not sure. I like his style. I, so, um... They have a little homage to um, Kim Manners, who's one of the X Files producers, mm-hmm. and because they have Detective, Detective Manners, Manners in this episode, Detective Manners, which is, who doesn't swear. Yeah, who swear oh, who swears at the storm. So it's like this a great, bl- great name. It's a blankety blank alien Right. Well, because yeah. it's Jillian, um, it's Scully's retelling of it, but she doesn't swear like he swears. Oh, so she has to put in like she's the censors. It's like this bleepity guy over here. Because she says at one point, well, he actually <laughs> said, and the, the author cuts and her off. Jose. Yeah, that's, Jose a, Chang, that's a bleeping Chong. dead body if I ever bleep and saw one. <laughs> well, and, and 
and so it's, but I remember the first time I saw this, I thought, oh, well, that's hilarious because the name's Detective Manners and his manners are horrible. But then I realized, oh, Kim Manners, this is a little shout out to him. And Which makes me wonder if Kim Manners swears a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He um, went on to produce the show Supernatural, which has a lot of elements of the X-Files where you definitely have your Monster of the Week plots, you have your overarching story, you've got two people working these cases together, you know, with different personalities, and there's banter back and forth, mm -hmm. and then it gets really heavy and serious sometimes, and then there'd be these really funny episodes every so often, mm -hmm. which makes me wonder, I didn't look at credits, it makes me wonder, did Darren Morgan end up writing some stuff for Supernatural as well? I don't know. Um, but I love what he did for the X-Files. There's, there's, there's a... I'm trying to remember if he wrote Quagmire. He did a lot of the comedic ones. He, I'm not sure if he did Humbug, which mm. is the one where they're at the, um, at, they are visiting the circus performer Yeah, community, yeah, the, the, the performer community. Which is such a great episode. Is another one of, yeah, it's like top five. What's yeah, the one you can see do uh, X-Files episode with just X-Files, it should be like a monster of the week, top ten kind of a deal yeah. or something. Yeah, well what we could do is we could pick some themes because they kind of... We'd have to pick a whole day though and oh. like start in the morning and marathon Or, on you it. know, we could just talk about Home because as we all know, oh. that's the best episode ever. That is the most... One that's, of the most that's upsetting the, episodes. A.K.A. the Inbred Brothers episode. Gotta, there's, I remember growing well, up, like, X-Files was a big family thing. Like, uh -huh. we, we would all, and I think, uh, luckily, I don't think we all watched that episode together. I think that was, like, an off night for our family, but my dad watched it and was like, that was disgusting. That was straight up horror, uh, yeah. you know? That was, it was... The X-Files goes Texas Chainsaw <clears throat> Massacre, kind yes. of, you know. And there's always the, uh, the classic, The Fluke Man, which may be the most famous episode. Yeah, that one's... Oh, that one's great! So I love that really one. really good and really so, disgusting. when I was looking for photos of an unblurred genitalia from the alien autopsy, <laughs> one of the things that came up under just Google image search of alien autopsy <laughs> was somebody, it was the fluke man, like, mm -hmm. costume, just laying on, like, a, a table with, like, a blanket over it, like, as if, like, they're doing another alien autopsy, oh, no. I'm like, oh, it's a fluke man, it's a fluke man, that's not an alien! You did discover that there were, there were quite a bit of, uh, alien autopsy cakes oh yeah 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 that was a popular it, what i really actually i went to the point where i just googled straight up alien autopsy cake and mm -hmm. there's a lot of them and That's some of thing. them are really fun uh -huh. some of them are really disgusting um they're all alien i guess weird yeah which is a, a good tie into our, our last star trek episode yeah it's the cake yeah, feature the cake. oh that's right it, it, yeah it does actually it's, it's funny because i think this is the first time we've ever had an episode follow another one and it actually sort of connects Ties. a little yeah, bit, yeah, you know? Yeah. That's, so that's kind of neat. Connection. Not bad for our sixth episode. I don't know how our next episode will tie into this episode. I'm not sure. Scooby-Doo. Are we Scooby -Doo? doing Scooby-Doo? Yeah. Scooby-Doo's next month. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yes. Okay, remind me the exact name of the title of the film we're going to watch. We're going to be watching Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island. Okay. Which was part of the late 90s Scooby-Doo revival. Okay. Um, we can talk more about that next month. And it's... Yeah. 
It's older than, or it's uh, pre-1999. I believe it was 97. Okay. Halloween 97, I think I saw it. Cool. But this is, this is pre, or th this is separate from a pup named Scooby-Doo. Yes. This is a different yeah. post. Oh, yeah. Post-pup named Scooby-Doo. Right. That's pre, true. Um, what's new new Scooby what's New Scooby-Doo started in the mid-2000s. Oh, you yeah, guys yeah. know way more about Scooby Doo than I do. I've seen a lot. I, I didn't realize. Huge Scooby Doo. No, fan. I, I was going through the Scooby Doo Wikipedia a few weeks ago, <laughs> and I didn't realize that I'd seen as much Scooby Doo as I've oh, seen. Oh, yeah. But I'm like, I've seen that show. I've seen that. I've, geez, I've seen like 80% of this. <laughs> oh, man. So, so, in high school, we would go to Nick's house every lunch, mm -hmm. and just senior year, I think. Senior year, we were able to take home period. We all figured out, me and my friends, that we would get the same home period off. Mm -hmm. And we'd always get it either right before or right after lunch. Uh, so we had, like, a two-hour oh, break nice. in the middle of the day. Yeah. And we'd go to Nick's house. We'd hit uh, Dick's Market first, get corn dogs oh, and yeah. you know, burritos. And we would just watch Cartoon Network, and a lot of times Scooby Doo was on, or a lot of Powerpuff Girls and Scooby Doo. Oh yeah, Doo oh, nice. classic Powerpuff Girls. My is favorite, yeah. my favorite ever is like the Scooby Doo's where they were doing guest like appearances. Yeah, the Scooby Doo mysteries. And yeah. they had the Scooby Doo where Don Knotts was on. Dude, <laughs> oh. and there's this hilarious bit where Scooby Doo, where Scooby Doo himself. Is like rotten rots, and then there's an owl on a tree. It goes whoo, rotten rots, whoo, rotten rots, whoo, rotten rots, rotten rots. It's it's good because Don Knotts is actually in two or three of those specials. Mm -hmm. He's always really? buying, yeah, no, he's like buying up cursed Indian amusement parks. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, well, he's there's doing. a great one where they have a crossover where Batman and Robin come that. on. Yeah, oh, and I think I've seen the that. The Batman and Robin cartoon. Yeah, Robin is voiced by Casey Kasem, uh -huh, uh -huh. who also does oh. the voice for Shaggy. Yeah. You know? So it was Casey Kasem talking to himself. <laughs> Gee, Batman, is that Shaggy over there? Dude. Well, yeah, that is Shaggy. He I mean, I'm it. Shaggy. And they decide time for the top 40 hit countdown. Yeah, yeah. he got a lot of, uh, you know, he's in those Rankin and Bass. Uh, number 10 with a bullet. Said number 10. <laughs> uh, with, uh, he, he's, he's in the... Uh, the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Oh, oh, he did tons of voices. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Casey yeah. Kasem and uh, Roddy McDowell. Oh, wow. Oh. Roddy McDowell is the voice of uh, Frodo. Yeah? And uh, and it's awesome. I just remember like always really loving like Roddy McDowell growing up. Gotta rewatch those. Yeah. They're good. I mean, they they There's suffer from having to hack a ton out of it, you know? Yeah. But, um, there's a lot of singing in them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Return of the like King, the though, is amazing. Style, the animation's yeah. good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They have it on DVD for not too much um, on Amazon, and I was really tempted to pick them up. I've never actually seen the Lord of the Rings ones. I've only ever seen The Hobbit. Yeah, the Lord, Lord of the Rings is, um, I've seen clips of it. It's, really, a, really it's Ralph Bakshi. Yeah. It's Ralph Bakshi, and it's only... Fellowship and the Two Towers, and then you're like, "Wow, this movie's already two hours long. How are they gonna fit Return of the King in?" And it just ends, and you're <laughs> like, "Wait, what?" So they didn't do the last. So they didn't do Return of. The I think they thought that it was gonna be a huge hit, and Return of the King was gonna be its own 
cartoon, but it was right. a huge bomb, and so then Rankin and Bass came back and did Return of the King. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. No, because I was having trouble finding all of it when I was looking, and I was trying to figure out why. They did, yeah, they did The Hobbit, and then there's the, okay. there's the Ralph Bakshi Lord we of the Rings. We saw Wizards, actually, was it last year? In yeah, the last theater? year. They re-released it, and um, we have the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, oh, yeah. We met the guy who composed all the Andrew, music for Andrew something. Yeah. Yeah, now I feel bad. Yeah. All right. Anyways, so we, we met him and he signed it. So yeah, we've definitely gone way off course for We mentioned into next month. That's, that's, that's par for the course. But you know, hey, sneak preview if you like hearing us talk about Scooby Doo and you want to. Oh, and we will check out the next episode. You know, I feel like the Scooby Doo episode is gonna be just me and Andy talking back and forth. Like, remember that time? Yeah. When they went to the the. Ah, uh, yeah. Right. Well, and, and it's it Scooby Doo is interesting. I I think we I might be able to dig up some material for more than one Scooby Doo episode. Yeah. But, but I like I like Scooby Doo on Zombie Island because it's it's more modern, but it's still at this point retro, and it's actually. Like horror, there's actually some scary mystery oh. stuff going no, on. No, it there. definitely, I think it definitely applies. And I, you know, Scooby Doo is one of my early entries into the horror and supernatural things. And yeah. as a kid, I just oh, made yeah. it up. I loved yeah, it. It's spooky. It's great. Yeah. My mom would, I would watch Scooby Doo all the time. My mom would always come in and she'd look at the animation of it mm-hmm. and she'd be like, they didn't do anything here. What are you watching? It's just. Like the same background with yeah. him just moving around in circles, <laughs> yep. and They're I'm like, same "What are you talking about, Mom? I don't, this is Scooby Doo. Shut up!" Well, no, it's like it's like leave Scooby Doo alone. It's the animated equivalent. I think they make fun of this in a lot of movies on MST3K, where they'll be, you know, hunting an alien in a cave or running from a monster, and it's the same shot of them right. running through a cave over and over again, and it's just the animated equivalent of that, yep. you know? Yep, it's just like, recycle it. saving some time here. Or it's like that, um, we were talking about Cannibal the Musical earlier, mm-hmm. and there's that scene in the end of Cannibal the Musical where all the townspeople are, like, running out of the saloon to go, like, after him, and... After a while, you realize there's not really that many people, and they're just <laughs> running <laughs> off screen and going around behind and coming back yep. through the back door and running out the front door again. Oh, so nice. it's just like a constant flow of the same like twenty people going in a well, circle. Well, so so here's your Star Wars reference for the episode. It's when they did uh, Revenge of the Sith, and they go to Kashyyyk, and they fight with all the Wookies. That's only you know like. I watched it like once a, in the theater the and tried, and, and yeah, they all yeah, come yeah, out. yeah. But uh, that that's only like, yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Well, and uh, it's also where you find out that oh, Yoda and Chewbacca they, were good pals way back in were. the day. Uh, yeah. But you know, yeah. Chewbacca later on didn't tell Han, "Hey, we should listen to these people. They know what they're talking about." Uh, right. <laughs> but uh, uh, what's funny is Chewbacca's that, a follower. There's that. Yeah. There's, the, there's that whole scene where like like there's like two hundred Wookies that come up over the stronghold or something. I think and, it is. Uh, I know. I but saw all it is is like six guys in Wookie costumes on uh, a green screen, and they just and cut and paste like, oh, so to make this huge crowd. Like the one Oompa Loompa that's in the Tim Burton Willy right. Wonka. Right. Yeah. Right. 
I like Deep Roy, though. Yeah, but I hated He's that He's in movie. Flash Gordon. No. Oh. oh. Flash, Flash Gordon. Oh. He saved every one of us. Uh, okay, we're definitely done here. All right. <laughs> Wait, no, this this totally ties into Jose Chung somehow. <laughs> because um, it's just, me... it's as disjointed as, exactly. as the episode. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're just, so... we were just now in the last 10 minutes illustrating how choppy <laughs> the episode is but yet works together like a long conversation uh -huh, inception uh -huh. yeah. yeah inception episode it's definitely an inception episode so i <laughs> if you have not seen from if you've not seen Jose Chung from Outer Space from season three of The X Files, I highly recommend checking it out, especially Definitely. if you appreciate some comedy mixed with your sci fi, um, or you're just an X Files fan in general, but maybe you haven't seen all the episodes and haven't gotten around to that one, or it's mm -hmm. been a while. It's it's a good time. And I don't know, I thought it holds up. It does. It absolutely does. Or if you've never watched X Files before and you just want a fun way to get into it, right? Well, that would yeah. be. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be a good first episode though. Just like maybe yeah. because you don't need to know anything about the X Files for that episode. That's true. Although then you know if that does end up being your first episode, don't let that set the tone for the rest of the series. <laughs> no, not at all. Yeah. It's not always going to be that lighthearted, and if anything, far from it. <laughs> and I'd say if you absolutely need to check out the Alien Autopsy uh, video, the fact or fiction special from 1995, definitely seek out the original cut. I don't think there's really anything to be <clears throat> added, especially in this day and age when, you know, there's UFO conventions and there's so much discussion this is just a really dry presentation of information about Roswell, which you can find in many more interesting ways. You yep. know, if yep. you're yeah. possibly even seek out like a Cliff's Note well, version. Well, if you're, it's gotta be yeah. like a condensed... oh, like a compilation. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah, I think... worth a watch. I think if if as a as a yeah, I mean the forty five minutes isn't right as a as a as a um, product of its time when you look at it. Right, like a time capsule. It, yeah. yeah, it is kind of like, like and, 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 under, and understand that when it came out, it was big. You know, right. it's like this is this is right. pre you know scandals and all that stuff. That's you know the media blitz that's happening right now. This is what was big back then. Well, but I also think I mean people have always been fascinated with Roswell and you know since since the incident, you know, mm. whatever did happen out there. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's there's so much material from the 70s about UFOs, because I think there was just sort of a whole resurgence of interest in the paranormal, it seems like. As mm. someone who wasn't alive in that decade, I get the impression that people were really exploring the idea of Bigfoot, and, you yeah. know, they were really into ghost stories, and you get a lot of great supernatural horror movies out of this era there was you know the tv of the week or tv movie of the week um in the 70s on a lot of networks was typically something that was supernatural affair hmm. you had kolchak you know you had yeah, all these things yeah. and you had search of which i definitely want to talk about at some yeah. point and i so by the time this comes along in the 90s other than like showing the actual supposed lost footage a lot of the discussion just seems like old hat to me, especially mm -hmm. as someone who, you know, as a kid watched a lot of In Search Of, and I just kind of feel like, oh, I haven't heard this Roswell story, and, you know, about the strange metal bits that they found that would, you know, fold themselves back up, or yeah, unfold yeah. themselves, I can't remember the exact details. But unfold them, you'd wad them up no ball. I heard maybe. this a lot as a kid who loved paranormal stuff, hmm. it's not... 
this presentation, this particular version of the story isn't that interesting to me. It's not particularly compelling either. Yeah, no. and, and, you know, and now when there's just so much access to so many different stories and accounts and... This isn't necessary to You watch. know what I love yeah. to watch is I love to watch like a TV rip of it that maintained all the commercials. Yeah. Oh, that, that would be, be fantastic. Yeah. It's like when you watch the bootlegs of the Star Wars holiday special mm-hmm. and they have oh, the original yeah. commercials, commercials like yeah. U-Band commercials from the 70s. Well, he's got some MST3K VHS from oh. back in the day. Oh, nice. And it's got like See those old 90s commercials. My favorite one is the one where the kid's yelling about not oh. wanting to wear a condom. Condoms, man! <laughs> <laughs> and then it's it's just a man that. trying to bring me down. I don't need your condoms. <laughs> and then, like, the hot girl comes by and she's like, chic, use one or get none. No, yeah. these are cool. I use these. I use these. I love these. I use them all the time. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Chic. Thank you. <laughs> All right. It's so 90s. And, <laughs> oh, he's got his ripped jeans and long hair. All right. On that note, we should probably sign off for the <laughs> evening. Um, Condoms, man. <laughs> yeah. If you'd like to get in touch with the haunted Davenport or, you know, complain, I guess. <laughs> you can contact us uh, through our email, which is hauntedDavenport at gmail.com, or you can get in touch with us on Twitter at hauntedDavenport, with one D, because, you know, letter limitations on Twitter. I've said this before, and I'm saying it again, so sorry if it's a repeat for you guys. Anyway, thanks for listening, as always, mm. and we hope you will join us again for our animated That's right. episode. Oh, my. Did you write that oh. down? Oh. No. It's just off the top of my head. I'm not good. Oh. Where we talk about some Scooby-Doo. That's right. Zoinks. Oh, <laughs> jinkies. And like us on Facebook. <laughs> We're not on Facebook. <laughs> Watch the skies. Woke up this morning with light in my eyes And then realized it was still dark outside It was a light coming down from the sky I don't know who or why Must be those strangers that come every night Those saucer-shaped lights put people up tight Blue-green footprints that glow in the dark I hope they get home all right Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along I won't do anything wrong Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along for a ride morning I was feeling quite weird Had flies in my beard My toothpaste was smeared Over my window they'd written my name Said so long, we'll see you again Hey, Mr. Spaceman Won't you please take me along I won't do anything wrong Hey, Mr. Spaceman won't you please take me along for a ride?
Won't you please take me along for 